Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to More Than Amuse podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts hosted by Stani and Sadie. Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and you on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Hello, everyone. Welcome to More Than Amuse podcast. My name is Sadie. I'm Stani, and welcome to the last episode of 2023 of More Than Amuse. We made it. We did. Happy holidays, everyone. Hope you all had a Merry Christmas because at this point, We've all had it. The holidays are on their way over. So yeah, on our way to the new year. We're both a little out of it (laughs) because (laughs) it is the week before Christmas for us. A week before vacation, Mm -hmm. last week of work before PTO. It always feels like the last week of school before summer vacation. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Like mushy brain. It is currently almost uh, 10 o'clock right now where I'm at. So you know what? We are just getting this episode recorded and ready. But but I'm very excited for this episode. Yes. um, Because we're kind of doing our own annual wrap, our own women of the year, and just shouting out all of the media that we've been consuming, which I mean, at this point, most of the media I do consume is just made by women. So I didn't have to like, oh no, my favorite song by a woman. No, no. My favorite song was already by a woman and same with my favorite book and and everything. So no, I think it's really cool since we've done the podcast, we've talked about how like we feel more educated as people. Mm -hmm. We're consuming more things by women, made for women. We have more talking points about it. Like it made it very cool. And it also was fun writing this all out because I feel like We've kind of loosely been talking about all of this throughout the year, but this is like the all of the recommendations that we have are like things we've loved or things that will eventually show up in future or things that have already been Mm -hmm. in episodes. (laughs) Absolutely. So, hey, you'll leave this episode with maybe some recommendations, some things you haven't checked out. Also get to hear about some cool women who did some cool things this year, which we always love. We do. Let's shout out some of our favorites. And we're starting out with our best books of the year. Well, the great thing about doing this podcast is when it was like, oh, what was my favorite nonfiction read? We read a couple for the podcast. And we did. All of the ones that we read this year were, they were really great. It was difficult for me to choose which one, but I think the one that has like stuck with me the most would be First to the Front which mm. is about Dickie Chappelle. And that's written by Larissa Reinhart. We had an episode where we had the pleasure of talking to the author about this book, where we got to talk to her directly about Dickie Chappelle. And honestly, yeah, I think, like I said, of all the amazing books I have read, that one is just one that finished it back in the summertime. And I just haven't really stopped thinking about that story. So that's my pick that. of the year. Mine is also another one from the podcast episodes, just the October one, The Savage mm-hmm. Appetites by Rachel Monroe. Oh, yeah. That was another one I was thinking about doing. I I know. That one, it was just so fascinating. And like the stories. I know. 
it was an incredible <laughs> read. So I would absolutely read it. Really recommend was. it. I also wanted to mention: Have you noticed Spotify got audiobooks this week? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like Spotify Premium uploaded a bunch, and they have like a, a bunch of the trending books from this year. So I'm excited to check that out. But I started Cultish by Amanda oh, Montrell. Mm-hmm, I've heard of that. So good okay cool. i'm already pretty far along she just talks about how like the idea of cult is like so vague in a lot of ways mm-hmm. like there's cult movies and then there's like literal cults like yeah. Nixium. yes and how like we don't there's like similarities between stuff and like differences and like how do you actually define a cult what actually makes a cult how are people wrapped up in cults it's been very fascinating so far so Okay, well, that's yeah. good to know that that's on Spotify audio. Yeah. So definitely going to check it out then. Yep, definitely do. But as far as fiction or entertainment books, my books of the year, I'm just going to say the Sarah J. Mass universe because this has been the year that I was reading the Throne of Glass series. I'm still only halfway mm-hmm. through, but I'm I'm on my way. And also the Crescent City. Listen, I've this is the first year I've been like actually keeping track of the books I've read. And I'm pretty sure half of the books I've read are Sarah J. Mass novels this year. Love that. It's, you know what? It is so, it's, I'm just very into it right now. And I can't wait for the next book that comes out January 30th. If anyone out there is also reading this fantasy series, DM me. Let's chat because (laughs) I can chat. But also don't give me Throne of Glass spoilers because I'm still making my way through it. So that's my pick. Do you have all next week? I have all next week. That's very true. (laughs) I started out the year really strong. I had like all of these grand expectations for what I was going to do. I read this book called The Sundown Motel. Ooh. It's a thriller. It's by Simone St. James. It was so good. Like sometimes I'll still like randomly think about it. Yeah. But it was incredible. Yeah, it's like a ghost story. It's about this girl who goes to kind of chase this ghost from like her, I think it's her aunt's past. And then it like flips back and forth between the two stories of like Mm. the past and the present. And it ended up having like this nice little romance in it. And I loved the ending and it was just wonderful. So I highly recommend that one. I, for some reason, always find myself reading thrillers, even though. I don't intend to. Another one that I really <laughs> loved this year was called Daughter of the Moon Goddess. It's another fantasy. I'm very much in my fantasy era this mm-hmm. year, but there's a lesser known one that's not just like yeah. the one that everyone's seeing on their book talk, but. <laughs> hey, that's okay. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> it was my reading year. So hopefully even next so year we happy. can continue it even more. I know. I need to be better at it. I started January so strong. I read like three or four books and then it just like <sighs> tapered out. I mean, granted, I know some people read like hundreds of books in a year, maybe not hundreds, but it seems like that on, on BookDog. I've I've hit 20, which I'm pretty proud of. That is a lot. That is not the case for yeah. previous years. So I'm, most I'm taking of mine, my win. I owe most of mine to more than Muse, like 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel Thank that. you, podcast. Thank you, podcast. Okay, so favorite movies. My favorite movie release this year was Priscilla, to be honest. I mean, of course, the Barbie movie. But like, yeah, that's definitely my pick. But obviously, I love Priscilla. Love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually haven't seen Priscilla yet, but I really want to. I really, that's one kind of like, I left the movie being like, hmm, did I love that? And then I just, I haven't stopped thinking about it and I just like can't yeah. wait to watch it again. And so I, I feel like that's a good sign of 
of Definitely. a movie if it's leaving that impression and i i yeah. just haven't stopped thinking about it and i don't think I it's getting that. the recognition that it deserves but no it definitely isn't i actually haven't heard that much about it other than mm-hmm. from you a lot of people are like i don't know a lot of people are like oh does priscilla approve of this like how does her family feel about it and then it's like it's literally based on the book she wrote but also she was, was there for the premiere so yeah. it's not like this was done behind her back but no people i people just really, really like it. to glorify alvis i think they have a hard time Moving yes, that, I think um, so. Another thing we wanted to bring up is best movie discovered this year. Obviously, mm. when there's a lot of movies that we haven't seen, so I feel mm-hmm. like we're finding a lot of them. For me, yeah. it was definitely a promising young woman. Yeah, that movie is um brutal, but brutal. so good. Like they yes. handled it so well. It's so well made. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I just sat there in silence for like half an hour after I watched it. Yep, I think that's <laughs> the only the only way to respond to that movie is <laughs> yeah. just disbelief and shock because it's horrifying. It maybe truly in a good way. is. But yeah, I love that movie too. I saw it in theaters, but it's a good one to discover. I think this year. Oh yeah, definitely. This might be recency bias, but it was the only one that I could think of because last weekend I watched The Black Swan for mm-hmm. the first time. You know, Natalie Portman movie. Oh my gosh, that movie was crazy. So again, very, very late to the game. That movie's been out for a very long time. It's worth the hype, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. I have that one on my list. It is coming very, very soon for me. I can't wait to discuss it with you. So, okay, moving to TV. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so as for the best newly discovered TV show, listen, (laughs) I was also in my reality TV that's okay yeah vanderpump rules is so good i have you ever watched it no i haven't i've heard so much about the drama yeah because it's just everywhere i feel like it encompasses so much so i hear like snippets here and there of like everything that's happening it's everywhere and here's the thing i know that reality tv is scripted like i'm not you know i'm not dumb i know it's scripted but like, especially the earlier seasons of Vanderpump Rules, I believe those people would act that way without the cameras on them. Mm-hmm. And they're all just genuinely a group of friends. At least that's how it starts out. Like they all work at a restaurant together, which is just the best premise for a reality TV show because like true, <laughs> working at a restaurant together, like it doesn't get that much more potentially dramatic than that. Like your coworkers. Yeah. Anyways, my coworker convinced me to start watching it and I watched everything leading up to the big scandal and even though i knew what was going to happen it was worth it to watch everything leading up to that point and then to like have the context i just i can't wait for next year like <laughs> i love it i can't help it so that's so great and it's not like woman made but like hey women are in lisa vanderpump it's named oh, after true. her it's true oh that's so true. yeah lisa vanderpump there you go. Uh, an icon. Um, I actually think I mentioned mine. It's Poker Face starring Natasha Leone. Mm. Um, it's like a peacock show. It premiered this year and then finished out, I think, in the spring. But okay. still, when I look back on the year, like that's definitely one of my top TV shows this year. I can't wait for season two. I just loved it. It's a okay. crime one. Why are mine so crime focused? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even listen to true crime anymore, but it's like a detective show. So okay, she has cool. a she's like a lie detector and she can tell when people are lying. It's a different mystery every time. And she's like running from the law. 
It's, okay. It was really entertaining. I thought she did such a good job. Like, she's such an incredible actress, and this part mm-hmm. is, like, so wonderful for her. Cool. And it's, like, a, a resurgence for her career. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like, she's coming back after a long time being gone. It's no, just I've a good one. I've seen the, like, promo banner. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I've seen that. It's such a good shot of, like, her and yeah. the sunglasses. But I haven't actually watched it, but It's so good. I read, cool. like, a review of it. And they were talking about the fact that the show kind of proves the fact that it's not the one episode mystery genre that got tired. It was just the way people were doing it. Because it's oh. kind of that thing like a new mystery every episode and mm-hmm. then it gets solved. You know, there's a lot of shows like that. And they just kind of talked about the fact that this one's done really well. And I thought it oh. was like it had such a good finale. So cool. All right. Yeah. I'll check it out. Well, our next one is music. And the funny thing about this is... um. <laughs> I I filled mine in first and then you went in and then added Just the comment. Repeat. It's almost as if we have the same taste in music. <laughs> LOL. And we do. We do. So, Stani, would you like to share what our favorite EP was? <laughs> yes. Literally, the minute I read all of your responses, I was like, oh, same. Um, yep. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, the best EP this year was definitely Kelsey Valerini's Rolling Up the Welcome Mat. Mm-hmm. It was so, so good. good. Yeah, it was so it was incredible. Yeah, and I think that that's like arguably I think the world would agree because that went viral. She performed on True the Tonight Show, right? I think or was so. it SNL? Or SNL, something? I think. Yeah, yeah. And her own Chase's whole love story, very cute. Oh so. yeah, no, I've been a fan of watching <laughs> this unfold all year, and the music is just so so it's heartbreaking so and so good good so yeah. yeah definitely plus like the music video she did for all of it and everything mm-hmm. oh, or it's beautiful. short film it was just gorgeous mm-hmm. so yeah definitely that one um and now the album of the year goes to <laughs> the rise and fall of the midwest princess by chapel roan yep 100 percent. Um, it's so good it's so it's good it's so good <laughs> yep <laughs> She managed to have like the same musical style throughout, and yet every single song feels distinct. It's so incredible. Best musical artist, Taylor Swift. Listen. <laughs> we like what we like, okay? I, I like what I like. And yeah. <laughs> and she is it. She didn't technically release new, I mean, she released the Taylor's versions for Speak Now and 1989. Yeah, it's probably horrible. I don't ever count those as like album yeah, releases. I don't either. I think of them more as like singles because I the vault songs are what I'm focused yes, on. and I loved the 1989 vault songs. Same. I loved them. Yeah, they were really good. But yeah, I didn't really consider that in the best. But I guess going into Song of the Year. So my pick was History of Man by Maisie Peters. I love um, that song so I much. love that song so much as well. Um, I'm going to add to that and also say maybe now that we don't talk by Taylor Swift from the Vault Oh, tracks. that's a really good one. That one is just infectious to me. And both of those were very much on repeat. Yeah, I would definitely say History of Man by Maisie Peters was my mm-hmm. favorite song of hers this year, 100%. It was one yes. of my tops. Uh, I also really loved Bad Idea, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, by Olivia Rodrigo. I just thought it was fun, like rock, yeah. continuing her genre, loved mm-hmm. the music video. So, Nah, you can't, yeah, can't go wrong yeah. with it. It was a good, good Olivia Rodrigo comeback for sure. It definitely was. And again, yeah. it's almost like we have the same taste in music. <laughs> I guess that bodes well for the podcast. <laughs> like, I, I knew know. we were similar, but wow. <laughs> That's true. I mean, <laughs> I actually realized too that my top 
four songs of the year are all songs that came out before 2023. I guess except for the All of the Girls You Loved Before, that Taylor song, that was my fourth. But anyways, but other than that, they're all songs from Lover or Midnight's. So I had Now That We Don't Talk in my top five. Somehow it wasn't. It was like in number 24 for me, which. Interesting. Yeah. And Bad Idea, right, was up there too. But I played that on like repeat for two days. Okay, well, we're going to shout out some of our favorite social media creators. I'm going to start out by doing a a fan art account. Yes, I've shouted them out a couple times. Yeah, um, I love just, her. Yeah, uh, it's E. Kelly Design. And yeah, she just is amazing Taylor Swift themed. I guess not even just Taylor Swift themed art, but um, she does really fun stuff. I know even this year she like did a mural for the city mm-hmm. of Philadelphia for when the Eras Tour came through. So that was just like fun to see her thrive. She does like a whole Taylor Swift map. It was the year of Taylor. What can I say? All Definitely. Of, like, it was kind of hard for me to pick out some of these accounts because I'm like, the only thing I was consuming on social media this year was Taylor Swift, if I'm That's being honest. fair. She, so, was, she, was, she everywhere. was everywhere. I have two, and they actually have been previous artist spotlights. Mm-hmm. One is Amanda Eve art. She's the one who does those little TikTok toe boards. Oh, yeah. I love I'm just those. obsessed with them. I think they're like mm-hmm. the cutest thing ever. And I just love watching her make them. And I think it's so creative. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely one of my top ones. I will like stop and watch her videos every time to see like what she is doing next. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's a good sign. And then the other one is French Canvas. I shouted her out too. I actually got one of her prints. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. bought it. It was the one with all the birds. And then yeah. she also had like the Sound of Music one and everything. So, yeah, I love that one. Yeah, it was just fun to actually like buy some art this year mm-hmm. too. Absolutely. So, I had to shout her out because it was hers that actually got me to purchase. My favorite music account. So, this one is surprisingly hard for me, mainly because at this point, a lot of the music accounts I follow on TikTok are like kind of just my friends. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, let's try and find one that's like not just my friend, <laughs> even though I want to support my friends. But you know, how do you choose one? There was one though that I, I have really loved. And also like, I think that they're making really good content on social media as well. And it's actually a country duo and their name is Tiger Lily Gold. First off, I saw them actually live. My friend invited me to go see them. Also, they spell it kind of weird. It's like T-I-G-I-R-L-I-L-Y gold. Anyways. Oh, okay. I found them. Mm -hmm. But they've had a couple like viral moments. They they, they do country music. There's this song that they have called Blonde that I think is just so fun. Like some of the lyrics are like, it's a Dolly Parton state of mind. It's Marilyn leaving Norma Jean behind. Like it's it's all about feeling hot and blonde. And I'm just like, that's the kind of music I'm here for. So it's really cute. It's really fun. And like I said, they just like make good content. So that was a music creator that I always love seeing this this year because they're always just promoting their next fun country song and so many fun little hits like that so if you want if you like country music like fun music definitely would recommend them that is so fun mine i had to do one of my top song artists because the fact that she made it to my top five and it was a tiktok Ah. song Mm -hmm. like that deserves a shout out so it's katie lynn sharbo sharbo i -hmm. think is how you say it She's the one who wrote um, Omaha, that yeah, song that I talked about in Spotlight too. Mm-hmm. And she's also in Nashville. But it was just such a good song. I just really loved it. So definitely check her out if you haven't yet. My favorite funny account, I feel like 
so besides Taylor Swift content, everything I was watching on TikTok was like skits, little mm-hmm. point of views. And my favorite one this year was Delaney Says Hello. She's, you know, an actress, but she just does the most accurate... I've shouted them out, her out as like an artist spotlight. I just think she's so funny. And like the way she'll just like have these, I don't know, super hyper specific characters and just play them so well. It's just, I think she's hilarious. So I love her. That's awesome. I have two. So one is actually called Dime Lifting. And I don't know why that's her username, but she, I found her recently. She's been doing these things where she's like proving that the mandela effect isn't real and that corporations are gaslighting us that sounds kind of crazy but she does it on deadpan so down for that yeah so like fruit of the loom was claiming that they never had a cornucopia Mm -hmm. in their logo even though we all distinctly remember a cornucopia Mm -hmm. being in their logo and she actually found like newspaper articles and then like someone sent in a shirt. They had like gone through every shirt they had ever owned and they found the fruit of the loom with the cornucopia on it. <laughs> and then she's like, why are they lying to us about this? Um, that is so funny. Yeah. So she has like a whole thing about it. And just her delivery is so hilarious. Mm-hmm. And she's just been doing a ton of Mandela effects. She also went like deep in the Berenstain Bears okay. one and like showed all of these times that it had been misspelled even on like their official products. Oh. Yeah. So it's just, just funny. Hilarious. Yeah. That it's just funny. like highly, highly recommend. And then the other one, I just watch every video she does. I don't. I just adore her. It's Kirby J. She's dating the guy from Tall Girl. Like, oh. that's her boyfriend. His name's Luke. And okay. she also is like an actress, but she's just funny. Cool. <laughs> and she just cracks me up. I don't know. She just does the funniest things. That's <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. yeah, I think I've seen her on my For You page a couple times, but yeah. amazing. I just think Love she's it. really funny. So definitely check her out so my favorite fashion account is a shop that i found and it's called miracle eye and but um tis i've got my eye on some things that i want to purchase one day i love it (laughs) that was so dumb but thank you for letting me be corny (laughs) i remember you shouting them out and i just love it's like so retro it's so retro um for those who don't know, but I guess if you've been listening for a while and you don't know, that's almost offensive at this point, but my artist name is Daisy. And so I will get Instagram ads all the time for clothing that is anything to do with daisies, which means I get a lot of retro clothing because oh, you know, sixties and daisies are kind of intertwined. But anyways, they have so many awesome just rompers and I, I was, I'm going to buy one one day and I can't wait for the day that I do because it's going to be great. So yeah. Love we that. love Miracle Eye. I think I've definitely shouted out this girl too. But her name's Andy. Her TikTok username is and OEJ. She's in Canada. I just think she's lovely. She has like good looks and she's always like trying new stuff with her fashion, which I think is fun. Mm. But I like her personality too. One thing I thought was really cool is not this year, but last year, she got invited to New York Fashion Week, but she wasn't able to go because it was just too expensive. Because oh. when you go, you have to like pay for your hotel and all your outfits and everything. Even when you're invited to the shows, like there's still a large oh, cost associated with it, like travel yeah. and everything. And so she did like New York Fashion Week from 
her home. So she dressed as if she was going to each of the shows that she was invited to, even though she couldn't go. And I thought that was just really cool and like fun and relatable in some ways because it was like, yeah. oh, like I'm broke, you know, I can't go. <laughs> I so here's how I would dress. And I can't even do that. Yeah. yeah that but like most people don't get invited to New York Fashion Week, you know? True. So it was cool to see like a creator do a spin on that where it's like, hey, like I'm just like you, I'm staying home. But like, yeah. here's how I would go. Yeah, that's really nice, actually. I love that. Yeah. So I just think she's lovely. The last one is the best trend. And (laughs) I didn't know what it was called because I thought... We did the same one. We did the same one, which (laughs) I wrote the angry girl surrounded by the people TikTok. (laughs) And then you actually figured out what it was or knew what it was. So thank you for doing my homework. (laughs) Okay. It was the painting, if you didn't know, called The The Reluctant Bride by Augusta... I'm probably saying that wrong. It is one of the funniest paintings I've seen in a long time. I'm sad that we didn't ever study it in school because oh me, my gosh. Like, me, it's so good. Every single TikTok I've made where it's like, like the oldest daughter ones, I'm just like, that's me. Like I, I'm relating a little bit too much. Is, They're so funny. All. And I just yeah. love that, like, we've talked a lot about how TikTok is bringing back new, like, old music and mm-hmm. having it trend again. It was fun to see it happen with a painting. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Because that's not a very common occurrence. So just really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was so funny. Every every single thing just hit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Correct. I love it. It I think was I good. favorited every single video that was coming my way. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to talk about some personal milestones here, starting with our best personal achievements. To switch gears here. Um, I would say that my personal favorite achievement is, if I'm going to be so honest, it's kind of been a, a fun year mental health wise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't need to dive into it too much, but it hasn't been great. But... Regardless through that, I feel like I've still been able to create things I'm really proud of and Mm -hmm. I'm setting myself up for next year with like songs that I really love and that I'm really excited to release. So I'm proud of myself that we got some solid songs kind of throughout it anyways and we're figuring it out. We're we're living the dream or we're we're working towards our dreams, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely. I mean, I've switched medications now like four times in the past six months. So relatable. Yeah. (laughs) um actually it might be more than that actually i think it's four times in the past four months so are you okay (laughs) like i'm like how is your body dealing with that fine we're just up in doses cutting stuff out trying new things out i mean it's great (laughs) so i can relate to that but one major thing for me i got a promotion and a raise yay yeah so like succeeding professionally and just like hearing about how things are going to work and like things I've been able to work on and achieve at was great because sometimes like I don't really feel imposter syndrome but sometimes I'm just like I am failing you know yeah Mm -hmm. I am failing and everyone can see and this is embarrassing like I'm not doing as good as I could do and then to hear that they're like no stuff's doing really well like you're doing really great it's like okay we're doing this. I got this. I can do this. No, I, I agree. So then to lean into that. So favorite creation. So um, literally last week I wrote a song called Hysteria. That it's so I, good. I'm so happy about it. And like it was like one of those moments that the song was done and I was just like sick. Like that's exactly what I wanted to make today. And I made it and it's going to come out next year. I don't know and when. 
it will be my anthem for the whole year (laughs) thank you for liking it so much i was very very happy with the way that you responded to it so thank you there are certain lyrics in it that i'm like yes that is exactly how i feel (laughs) like (laughs) yeah so can't wait for all of you to hear it it's so good i can't wait either so thanks for thanks for sharing that with me (laughs) also stani will be doing all the cover arts for it so yes that'll be fun Yeah. My major thing was another work thing. I got to do this big photo shoot with like four Mm -hmm. female models. And then I worked with talent and makeup that were also women. And like, there's a lot of men at work, you know? So it's just fun to be surrounded by a lot of feminine energy. And it was for a female focused product. So we just got to really like go all in on it. Love it. Yeah. And it was really fun and it turned out really good. So yeah, that was kind of my major thing favorite place um so even though it's literally 10 minutes from where i live um the favorite place i visited was nissan stadium for the taylor swift tour because Mm -hmm. yeah i think that was my best place i visited or like the franklin theater when i saw lana del rey both of those were um really big moments for me this yeah got to see one idol for the first time saw taylor my cousin flew out to nashville we saw it together it was great love that show so. Similar vein, the only times I traveled were for concerts yep. this year. So I saw Taylor Swift in Vegas. Not a huge fan of the city, but Valid. it was wonderful. But I'd say like for city-wise and like vacation-wise, um, me and my family went down two weeks ago and saw Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks in Arizona in Phoenix at Chase Field. And it was so lovely. Like it. The weather was so perfect because it was December in Arizona. And then we mm. went to like the botanical gardens after. And it was just wonderful. Like that whole yeah. trip and everything. And then like listening to music that I've heard since I was like a little kid yeah, live. Nice. Yeah, that's it nice. was just really lovely. So that was probably like the top trip mm-hmm. situation for the year. I have to shout out all inspired every chance I can get. I won this necklace in a giveaway. It is worth like $200. But it's from this company called Onspired. They do jewelry inspired by like women mm-hmm. role models and stuff like mythological and real. This one's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I have worn it every day for like five years now. Yeah. Not even sure. Yep. <laughs> so I love that company. If I was rich, I would own everything they sell. Yeah. I, I think that will be my favorite thing. I've lost my necklace also this year. But um, I hinted enough to a certain certain man in my life that I was <laughs> that I'm in need of a replacement. So I think I'm pretty sure I have one coming for Christmas, and so I'm gonna hey. just hold hold true to that. That's so. the best. I literally yeah. was gonna order a new one. I was so brokenhearted. Uh, yeah. yeah, I have been so brokenhearted, and I've been like, okay, well, maybe I'll find it. Maybe it'll show up somewhere. It hasn't yet. It's so annoying. Oh, I also wanted to shout out Feminescence. Uh, we've oh, talked yeah. about them quite a bit, but mm-hmm. she did an Artemisia Gentowski collection yes. this year. And I got the cutest like pearl earrings and pearl bracelet from that mm-hmm. collection. And I love Artemisia. So that was just really lovely, too. She does collections based on women from history. Oh, and okay. yeah. So mm-hmm. check her out, too. I guess another thing, too. So I have it's jewelry as well. The Gem Studio in Utah. I have had the pleasure of making two rings pretty much like the last two times I visited my family. My mom like took the girls and the family as like a gift to go make them. And I wear those rings every day. 
and I love them. I love it's like the one thing that people are always like, I love your rings. And I'm like, I know I made yeah, them. Like, thank you. I created mm-hmm. them myself. Yes. No, that's so fun. Plus, it's like an experience too. Yes. You know, like mm-hmm. you're going to do something together. Yeah, it's really fun. Love that. Okay, well, now we get to do a podcast wrap. What was your favorite historical topic that we did? Okay, both of mine kind of fit both historical and pop culture, which is one thing I love that we, we you know, overlap the two. Mm -hmm. But my favorite historical, I think I would say the catfights, conflicts, and cliches. Yeah, that one was way fun. It was so fun. It was also our longest episode, I think, this year. It was like two hours long, but every story just made my jaw drop more. It was like, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. So that one was really fun. I agree. I think my favorite one was how fashion shaped feminism. Um, the reason for that is I just think I learned the most maybe doing that yeah. episode where it was just like, oh, I had never thought of that, never knew that. And it was just really cool to see how fashion actually did play a very key role and how you can kind of follow that through line through the different feminist mu- movements. So definitely that's that still one of my favorites. Cool. What about best pop culture topics? Um, I loved girls and their economic power. Yeah. I love the chance to geek out about Beyonce and Taylor Swift and Barbie and this the summer for the girls that we all we all had. So 100 percent. Mm -hmm. um i put valley girl vernacular (laughs) oh yep Mm -hmm. it was one of our first episodes of the year but it was just so nice like and now every time i hear like professional advice like stop using like stop saying um like no Mm, no (laughs) (laughs) like i'm gonna say whatever i want Mm -hmm. so that was a really fun one i i agree i love that Mm -hmm. one too um the favorite person that you covered for me was Connie Converse. I mm-hmm. that story has not left me since you since you told it. So yeah, yeah I just absolutely adored it. I love her too so much. Mm-hmm. But my favorite person I covered was Florence Steinheimer. And just who barely, we just too. did. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. loved her art and her story. It's so hard to sum her up, which yeah. <laughs> makes it so difficult to like sell the episode. Mm-hmm. But if you just want to find, like, a really cool artist with, like, a really quirky style, like, mm-hmm. go check out that episode on her. I just, she's awesome. It was I so agree. fun. My favorite person that I covered, I wrote Maria Call- Call- Callis, which I think I'm, I think, yes, I think that was my favorite person. She's an opera singer. Um, But I also loved who I did for Thanksgiving, Sarah mm. Joseph Hale, who was the yeah. Thanksgiving. But both of those people oh, are, like, stories cool. that I've they've lingered I think yeah I definitely haven't forgot Maria Callas either especially because mm-hmm. I think her biopic is coming up this is kind of funny because this one actually came from the fashion shaped mm-hmm. feminism episode yep. but my favorite person you covered was Mary Quant who yes. basically invented the mini skirt at least mm-hmm. popularized it just like her 60s style and everything I was actually working on a branding project recently and then I was like oh I need like kind of some 60s vibes and I mm-hmm. looked up Mary Quant to like Aha. get some of that. There we go. Yeah, that look and everything. She's just cool. She so. is just cool. She's like yeah. one of the original It Girls or like yeah. the genius behind It Girls, mm-hmm. which, you know. Plus her boutique and everything. Like yeah. I just think she's so cool. So no, I, I agree. Good ones to look at. Um, well, what did you learn? What was your biggest podcasting lesson for the year? <laughs> People leave mean comments, Sadie. Yeah, they do, especially men. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to tell us that we're fat and so we shouldn't eat the sandwiches that we have to be in the kitchen making. 
Mm-hmm. And that ancient is not right. <laughs> oh, true. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah. But you know what I also learned is that like it actually didn't bother me as much as I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Like it was always a little jarring because you don't expect it. Especially yeah. like mm-hmm. both of them kind of the ones I'm talking about. We had videos kind of go like mini viral, like not really, but like they got really popular out of nowhere. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and they would just get floods of like comments for like a day or two of yep. people critiquing or criticizing different things and you know it was it was kind of funny after <laughs> because yeah. I realized that there was no like transfer over to anything else like they left the mean comment and then they just moved on and I realized yeah. that that's how people on the internet are like it didn't turn into like a reddit snark page about our podcast like they didn't hate our guts. They didn't go over to the episode and leave like a whole paragraph on how we were wrong. They yep. just like left a mean comment and moved on with their life. And that was a lot easier mm-hmm. to deal with than I thought it would be. Not going to. That's not an open invitation to leave hate. Please do not. Yeah. No, but you're right. It, I think that that is so true that it's like it's actually not personal. And mm-hmm. you just kind of got to be like, OK, they're dumb. Goodbye. Yeah. Or like my content's not for them. And that's yeah okay. Exactly. It was like, it's okay. They're not our target audience anyway. Mm-hmm. Or to be like, you know what? Yeah, they were bright about that. But like, it's too late now. So and it was a simple mistake. It's literally yeah. not as big of a deal that people are making it. So yeah, exactly. So it's just kind of like, yeah. huh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I don't know if this is like a podcasting like lesson, but I think my favorite thing about podcasting this year has been realizing how much it's, I guess, like seeing the effects in my own life in the sense of like what I create. I feel like like all of the songs that I'm maybe the most excited about have come from episode topics or like, you know, titles have come directly from things I think about because of this podcast. And it's like the things I'm creating is mirroring a lot of the content I'm consuming. And most of the content I'm consuming, like we talked about at the beginning, it's, it's created by women for women. And a lot of it is for this podcast. So I think that's been like my, the thing I've really noticed it this year is like how much it's seeping into like all aspects of my of my life and it's been, I it's love been cool to that. see that mm-hmm. no I definitely agree I feel like I've changed so much as a person and how I think about things since we started mm-hmm. the podcast but in like such a good way like I'm so yeah. much happier with the way that I process stuff and everything so totally bless the podcast bless the podcast um okay well now we're gonna shout out just some women of the year in a couple mm-hmm. different facets of the arts some people who've been doing some cool things and then on our instagram we'll we'll have you vote we'll have you say who you think are maybe some of the best or i don't know who were your women of the year yeah just Um, like who you think encompassed the year we obviously don't follow like baking trends that But two things I wanted to shout out is that apparently Nina Medire, who's mm-hmm. from France, was officially crowned the world's best pastry chef, ah. which is the first time a woman has received that accolade. And that happened this year. Oh, cool. Which is lovely. And then the other one was Elena Regades was named the world's best female chef in world's 50 best restaurants of the 2023 awards. Amazing. So I thought that was cool, even though no. I don't follow... The cooking world. Yeah. Shout out to them. A world that we are much more familiar with is um, <laughs> musicians and singers, songwriters. So here are our nominees for Woman of the Year. <laughs> um, first, we got Taylor Swift. I mean, 
obviously, Eras Toro, Eras movie. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> True. <laughs> I can't argue that. She's been she's been like the face of pop culture this year. So, you know. Yeah, Times Person of the Year. You know, Me literally. She's, she's been around. <laughs> she, she's been very present. You can't <laughs> yeah. escape her even if you want to. So. It's been really lovely. <laughs> yeah. For us, absolutely. at least. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're a fan of her, it's been lovely. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Also, in kind of that same vein, Beyonce. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Renaissance tour. She breaks records every year at the Grammys. Like, just oh, doing incredible things. Mm-hmm. Gotta love Beyonce. Movie as well. Um, another woman who's doing a lot of big things is Livy Rodrigo. Released her album, Guts. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't love it as much as Sour. I, I hate to say it, but... That's but fair. I, mean, I, I just kind of viewed it. it as one big album. Does that make yeah. sense? I, I was like, super Sour fast. felt really short. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, this is just finishing Sour. Yeah, I think that's super fair. Yeah, in my brain at least. But yeah, sense. she's been on SNL and... I know, Everywhere. Doing so many things. I know. I'm doing music for movies now. And Oh, I think my favorite song sh- she put out this year was the one she did for The Hunger Games. And then after her, we have Maisie Peters, who... I love her a- so much. Yeah, I love her too. It was a good album she put out. Yeah. She released The Good Witch. She's been torn with Ed. She's mm-hmm. blowing up. I know. But kind of in like a slower way than a lot of others. So I feel like I still want to like shout her out. Like, everyone yep. pay attention. No, I know. Maisie Peters is lovely. I think she's my favorite like modern lyricist because I think she's says things so creatively and so quippy and there's just like an originality to the way that she her lyrics like you know even her more like pop songs they're just yeah there's just there's something so like original about the way she describes things that I just it's it's infectious. (laughs) She's so clever in like her stuff too. Like the witty really comes through. Definitely. Mm -hmm. She's awesome. Uh, next is, of course, Chapel Roan. Can't leave yes. her out. Mm-hmm. Writing our album of the year. Plus, one thing I wanted to mention. She, like, themed all of her concerts. Yeah. It's, like, based on what location you were in, you were themed after a different song. So you could, mm-hmm. like, dress up in that. And just the planning and the aesthetics, I admire so yeah. much. I think that she's done, like, a really good job at, like, creating a mini universe. For yeah. Her music. And, um, Yeah. I think she's she's doing a great job. Definitely. And then, of course, Kelsey, Kelsey Ballerini. Ballerini. I mean, come on. <laughs> Love her. I also have to mention Maisie Peters and Kelsey Ballerini had my two favorite Halloween costumes that I saw in Celebrities. Because oh. it fit them so perfectly. Kelsey mm-hmm. Ballerini dressed up as the cowboy Barbie from the Barbie oh, movie. Oh, yeah, that was perfect. Which, mm-hmm. duh. And then Maisie Peters dressed up like Glinda the Good Witch because that was the title of her album. Mm -hmm. So she was in her cute little pink dress with the wand and the crown and everything. And I was just like, those are perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, that makes perfect sense. I know. I loved it too. Next up is like artwork artists of the year. This is something we're trying to be better at following. We talk a lot about historical art. We don't talk about contemporary art as much. Mm-hmm. I feel like that world is like still kind of unobtainable in a lot of ways. Yeah, it feels that way. I yeah. think so too. But we're trying to get better at it. So we found an article from Art News and we picked our favorites. But one that I really loved. I wish I had actually heard about this because we did a whole episode, but I guess it came out this year. But you can go back and we talked about men in art and music we hate. And one of them was Pablo Picasso yes. because he's the worst 
And so there was an artist, Hannah Gadsby, and she had this installation in the Brooklyn Museum called It's Pablo-matic. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> problematic. <laughs> and, and she talked about kind of like the issue, like the hero worship mm-hmm. of Pablo Picasso and like how people can see his paintings as like how deeply ingrained he is in public consciousness, even though he's like a misogynist and like a horrible man. So it was just really cool. Like a lot of people thought that it was like a celebration of Picasso until they actually got into it. And then it was Mm. like showing how problematic he was. I I just think it's really clever. So and it just looks beautiful from the Mm -hmm. outside too. The next one I had was Lauren Halsey. She did like an installation commissioned by the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And it was like an ancient Egyptian sculpture basically i like it's very afrofuturist which is really cool mm-hmm. and it has like hieroglyphics and like sphinx and these columns and it just like popped up and yet it looks modern i don't know we'll yeah. post photos mm-hmm. of these it's really cool that was awesome and then the last one i wanted to bring up was judith f baca um she did a half mile long mural Mm. that they're calling the Great Wall of Los Angeles. And it's actually been going, uh, it started being painted in 1976. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, the first, yeah, first stretch of it being painted in 1976. And then in 2021, the Social and Public Art Resource Center gave her $5 million to extend it into the present. And it basically highlights the history of like, people of color, women, queer people, like their stories and people who have been erased and marginalized from history in the history of Los Angeles all across this whole thing. So it was just like such a cool thing. I like can't wait to look up and actually go through each scene Mm -hmm. that was created and kind of see this history book that she created on this half mile long gray wall of Los Angeles. Yeah. So just incredible one that i found that i love is doris uh salcedo i believe i guess it was the winner of the 2023 shara Beniel prize um even though it was i think created through 2020 and 2022 Mm -hmm. but basically what it is it's an installation that has 804 dead trees that are sculpted into the shape of a shelter that is meant to symbolize the refugees plight or like a permanent state of displacement Mm. um and it's just like uprooted yeah you're (laughs) uprooted and it really is so beautiful because it's like on one end it's like pretty formed but then like the farther back like the branches become a little bit more separated and sparse until it becomes like trees that are just kind of loosely put together so it's really cool really intriguing like the moment I saw that I was like whoa what is that I I need That's to so like, cool see that so that was a really cool one that I loved um another one it was done by both a man and a woman um but it's a it's Nicholas Gallatin and Merritt Johnson it's called creation with her children that's a sculpture where it shows a child whose 17th century dress is cut away to reveal like mouth animals mouths being pried open which it's a little <laughs> you know the animal oh being wow kind of, a little creepy um but yeah. it's supposed to be a metaphor for a figure who has endured hundreds of years of colonization corporization commodification and subjugation yeah and yeah i do you know what this cool. reminds me of who did we cover that had the taxidermy dog 
Yeah, that's exactly who I thought of as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Was it Marisol Escobar? It was Marisol Escobar who had Yes. Her, yep, that's exactly who I thought of when I saw it. So yeah, I she had the sculpture of the people and then the taxidermy dog. I love that. This, like, has definitely inspired me to, like, look at art more throughout the year. Like, I, I know. People like, are okay, doing cool people things. People cool things. Yep, yeah. For real. Next, you had Comedian of the Year. Before I lost my Netflix subscription, because I was on my parents, I watched a ton of, like, like Netflix comedy specials and my favorite who I've been following since I watched I think two of her specials that were on was Taylor Tomlinson have you mm -hmm. followed her at all um she's I like see her clips on TikTok every now and then yeah she's like a Swifty she's hilarious and she's actually this year it got announced that she's the only regular female late night host on television wow and that's like a thing that hardly any women have done. I read a thing that said that only Joan Rivers has broken into the late night on a major network as the mm -hmm. host. And that was for a 1986 show that only lasted two seasons. So she's like breaking records. And I definitely think she deserves it. Like if you've heard any of the controversy of Matt Rife, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think Taylor Tomlinson is the exact opposite of that. Like she's yeah. just she's witty and funny, but like. I feel like it's easy for everyone to like laugh at her comedy and she's not like singling anyone out yeah, or yeah. anything. She's hilarious. Highly recommend her Netflix specials and following her on TikTok for clips. Big Amazing. fan. My first one that I'm going to shout out is one that I know you're shouting out for actress, but Jennifer Coolidge, I just feel like belongs here. I mean, comedic actor, of course. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like she's had her comeback year after the white lotus so i just had to shout her out also as a comedian i agree have you seen the commercials with her yeah that's so funny <laughs> i actually watched them like yeah they are love that another one i wanted to bring up was kate mckinnon i just think the weird oh, yeah. barbie was such a good role she retired from snl this year which i think was like a huge thing she's just hilarious i can't wait to see what she does next yeah she is so funny. Um, another person that I shouted out that I think so funny is um, Esther Povitsky. Do you know who she mm -hmm. is? She was in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which is originally where I saw her. It's one of my favorite TV shows ever. Yeah. And I follow her on TikTok and I just think she's so funny. She like has this ever going skit of like, or bit, I guess, on TikTok of like, this is what the hot girls are doing. Like, oh, okay. She's like, I'm not a hot girl, but this is what the LA hot girls are doing. I've seen clips from her stand-up on TikTok. I just think she's so mm -hmm. funny. I love her. Like, she's such a dry humor. It just cracks me up. So I love, I love that. <laughs> this is another Netflix special, but it was Wanda Sykes. She's been around mm. forever, but she released her Netflix special this year called I'm an Entertainer. Mm. It was just so funny. She did this whole bit about, like, what co-parenting with her French wife is like. Yeah, nice. <laughs> she always had her like smoking a cigar <laughs> and then she did like a fake French accent like it was hilarious I think she has such a good sense of humor so Amazing. she just made her one <laughs> um the last one I don't necessarily what she did this year but you know I just wanted to shout out another woman comedian who is mm -hmm. still at the top of her game and that's Ali Wong and she's you know been in a lot of things on Netflix I think in like 2019 she was in Always Be My Maybe I um, love that show yeah, I loved it too. And I know she's just like still one of the, you know, bigger comedians right now. So thought so I'd shout fun. her out as well. She also has an incredible Netflix special if you're looking. Oh, okay, cool. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I need it. Okay. I need, apparently I need to catch up <laughs> on all these Netflix comedy specials. <laughs> They're actually like really good to just put on when you're yeah. like, like I'll put it on when I'm doing something. And yes. then it's nice because it's like a little laugh. <laughs> What's not, yeah, that's not as intense as other stuff. I love that they've started doing it. I really do. Like, I think it's a fun thing that Netflix has added. 
Okay, um, last one. Yes, Margot right. Robbie. I mean, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Barbie, she's just an icon. I feel like after this year, she's probably one of the most popular actresses in the world. Yeah, she did so good, too. I, I know. And I've seen so many movies that she's been in since then. Like, I've been on a Margot Robbie kick, and oh. it's well-deserved. Did you finally she's incredible. see I, Tanya? Yes. Yeah, okay, good. So good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, Tanya was so amazing. Good. I love how, like, she's always played kind of this trashy character, even though she's, like, one of the most stunningly gorgeous <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah, literally. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so it was kind of nice to see her just get to be like a perky, fun character too with Barbie. No, I'm fully, I fully agree. Yeah. I love so it. I think there are grand, wonderful things ahead for her. I agree. My pick or one of my picks was Lily Gladstone from mm-hmm. Killers of the Flower Moon. Listen, if she doesn't get Best Actress at the Oscars, I'm going to be personally offended. Yeah. Like, she was in that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, and she, I I think she carried. Like, she carried the scenes that she was in. And that's I thought amazing. she did an amazing job. So uh, That's another one I need to see. You told me about movies, and then I forgot. <laughs> no, <laughs> need to okay. watch them. <laughs> I, I've been watching. I've been very much more of a, like, keeping up with the movies this year than I normally yeah, am. That's but. okay. That was a good one to yeah. yeah to I would recommend it for sure. I had Jennifer Coolidge in this category. Yeah. She definitely is a comedian, but like just she's been so popular again and I love to see it. And White Lotus was so good. And she yeah. was like the only recurring character that they carried over from season one to season two. And I just like loved every minute of it. So Yeah. My second one was Emily Blunt from Oppenheimer. Always. Yeah. She's so good. She also was in the actors on acting. Variety does those um, where they like pair different actors together and she yeah. did it with um Anne Hathaway. Ooh. And I loved that video. That would be so, so interesting. Yeah, I, I would like, definitely recommend that. Yeah, I yeah. feel like they they make sense as mm-hmm. a pair. And I mean, they were in um, Devil's Words Prada together. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's clear that they both like have so much admiration and love for each other. And That's so, lovely. Yeah, it was awesome. And she talked a lot about her experience making Oppenheimer. And yeah. I think she did an amazing job. So love that. Oh, this is so funny. It's another like kind of crime one. <laughs> did you see Missing? No, I didn't. Okay, I don't know how this movie went like under the radar so much. Mm-hmm. I thought it was incredible. They told the whole thing through, it's on Netflix. They told okay. the whole thing through like text messages or video chats, like from the perspective of a teen's computer. Ooh. So everything that's happening, you see it as if you're watching, like as if you're the webcam. Oh, weird. Though. But you can also see the screen. I don't know how uh-huh. to explain it. Like you're watching her desktop, but you can also see but then her. Then you can also in front see of... what's happening on the screen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It. I thought it was like so cool. Like it was such a well done thing because there's this apprehension of like, when mm. is the camera gonna go off? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's about this teenager who finds out that her mom goes missing, um, and is like basically trying to hunt her down. So obviously that's why she's on her computer because she's trying to figure out what happened to her mom. So you see, like, surveillance footage and, like, text messages and, like, Google searches and FaceTime chats and everything with a bunch of different people as you watch the story unfold. I thought it was incredible. And so one of the main actress from it is Storm Reid. She's also the little sister in Euphoria. Oh, yeah. 
And she also was a character in The Last of Us this year, too, which I know mm-hmm. came out. She's just so talented. I thought she had such good emotion and everything. And I feel like it would be so hard to film a movie like that because you're basically sitting in front of a computer, like acting on your own the whole time. And I thought she did incredible. So okay, amazing. Yeah, I wanted to give her a little moment. <laughs> It was just so good. Love it. My last pick is Rachel Ziegler, who Mm. starred as Lucy Graybeard in the new Hunger Games movie. That actress went under some unfair fire for things that she said about Snow White. And the internet turned on her in a very intense way. Yeah. Um, You know, sure, I don't really agree with some of the things she said about the character, but But it was blown out of proportion. Yeah really weird but you know what i think she she came back with that performance in hunger games and she did so good i loved the movie i read the book after i loved the book yeah i felt like i was back in my like middle school dreams so i thought she did that's awesome wanted to shout her out um also talking about snow white i think wasn't the screenplay written by greta gerwig was it i think so yeah just so you all know like it's it's gonna be really good regardless of all the controversy i'm pretty sure oh my gosh you're right yeah screenplay by greta gerwig how have i not heard that what yeah it there was another weird thing that went like completely under the radar i guess she was only like a co-writer okay. i don't know but she was involved like and so when people were making comments and they're like oh i'm not gonna watch this and then it was kind of like, oh, like, yeah, she probably shouldn't have gone off the way she did on a red carpet interview when you're like promoting a movie by Disney and then you're bashing the original Disney movie. You know, like mm-hmm. I get some of the controversy, but it was blown way out of proportion because then people were like, well, now I'm not going to go watch it. And it was like, it's got Richard Zuckler and Gal Gadot and like and, guess- and Greta Gerwig was involved. I don't know. Yeah, good to know. Yeah. yeah, I I said I don't you know whatever with what she said, but like yeah, yeah. I think the internet turned on her. And... It was way out of proportion. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, but... and I think the movie will actually be good. Hopefully, yeah. I don't know. Hopefully. I haven't liked a lot of the Disney live actions. I know. To be honest, I've kind of tuned out of the Disney yeah. live actions. But I also am like you know what they're for children at this point. Like I don't really think I'm the target demographic for them anymore. So yeah. Kind of I, I think that's sad, though, because I think they were trying to target us originally because we remember yeah. the original movies. That's true. I don't But if you are looking for a really good Snow White rendition, Mirror Mirror still my favorite. Yeah, I forgot about that one. That's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Well, there is our year in review. Happy 2023. Hope you're excited. I don't know, for a fresh start. I love New Year's. I like the symbolicness, I guess, of a new year, you know whatever with new year's resolutions but yeah. i always like to refocus so hope your Same. end of year is good holidays are good and we're gonna be back next year obviously next week i guess we're taking next monday off and then we'll be back january 8th with our new episode so we're excited excited to we come are. back we've got a great year ahead got great things planned it's gonna be wonderful mm-hmm. so hope you all had a merry christmas have a happy new year as well, come follow us on everything if you want to see us post about all of this. And we will see you next year. See you next year. Bye. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.